0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy.
1: That's what the poster said.
0: See Ryan Gosling
3: and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope.
1: Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome on into this edition of the War Channel Report. So happy that you're here. Hopefully the Miami hate is flowing through your body at a nice, healthy level, hit the thumbs up button, subscribe to the YouTube channel, War Chant TV. It's totally free of charge. I am joined by Jeff Cameron, host of the Jeff Cameron Show, going strong for over 20 years, right? Well over 20 years, right,
1: Jeff? Yeah, it's it's crazy. Don't say that too loud. I feel old, but that's accurate. Yes. You look younger <laughs> than I
3: do, man. Look at the uh, beautiful part of the show. Uh, Irish Ofell, the managing editor of WarChant.com, Miami native, kind of, air quotes will put around you there. Uh, joining us as well here on the War Chant Report. We'll get predictions from the entire staff towards the end of things, but a reminder, uh, again, to uh, hit the thumbs up button, subscribe, check out all the content that we have over on WarChant.com when it comes to game days, especially the Watch Along, which will be going on. I, I have to imagine, Jeff, you'll be making your triumphant return to the Watch Along
1: this week. I think, I think I've think i been told that's the case. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. So that is fine with me. Uh, hopefully I am reveling in and speeding in which Florida State is delivering
3: fingers crossed check out Jeff Tom and Dominic Robinson on the war chant game day watch along all right gentlemen let's get to it then Miami and Florida State five and three Florida State four and four Miami 730 Miami Gardens Hard Rock Stadium also known as Doke South in some circles for a a long period of time here Uh, going into the season let's focus on kind of where we're at now where we thought we would be Jeff Looking at the schedule early on, felt like this would probably be the toughest game for Florida State going into the year. What, if anything, and how have things changed in the way you look at this Miami game versus how you did possibly in August when the schedule dropped?
1: I'll start with them, okay, because Tyler Van Dyke was coming off a really good season, and it looked like they had a quarterback for the future and an offense that would continue to develop. Uh, Of course, this is a new offense coordinator for them. They bring in from Michigan, and right from the jump, things look uh, convoluted. He doesn't look comfortable. They're having trouble. They've lost some weapons that wotted out, and they're not on the same page. When they are on the same page, those guys like to drop passes. They have consistently all year long. And then they had some injuries along the offensive line and some inconsistencies there. So Miami has taken a big step backwards. Meanwhile, for Florida State, we had a lot of question marks about Florida State's ability to improve offensively. Would Jordan Travis take a big step forward as a thrower? We knew he was electrifying as a runner. He was adequate as a passer. Now I'd say he's downright good as a passer and he's always been really capable with his legs. So that remains true. This offensive line, despite injuries, have been able to run the football pretty consistently. So Florida State's offense, improved weapons at wide receiver, stepped forward with Jordan Travis. Meanwhile, man, Miami's walked backwards some offensively. I think those two things have dramatically changed for these two programs.
4: Well, that sums it up. Let's go home. Good night, everybody. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Ira. I mean,
3: it feels like that overall. It seems to be the the arc right here right now is that Miami is not nearly as capable or explosive or you know successful as we thought they would be. In Florida State, probably is a little bit further along, or maybe just looking in certain ways much more impressive than we thought. Has any of that sort of gap here in the last few weeks has that closed widened with the Tyler Van Dyke news? But what what's changed for you maybe since the preseason and looking at things
4: now? Yeah, you know, I was always a little bit dubious of the way everybody just assumed Mario Cristobal would just walk in the door and everything would be great. They did have a good offseason in terms of bringing in a lot of transfers. Uh so you thought, well if they hit on those guys and and you do bring back Tyler Van Dyke, uh but there were some questions about that team and and some of the some of the hype was just kind of really surprising. They were preseason picked to win the Coastal Division and and uh you know, highly ranked going into the preseason. It just seemed like people were so convinced because of the offseason they had with all the excitement with the NIL and the money people were pouring into the program, the staff they put together from a financial standpoint that it was just going to be overnight. But you know that wasn't a great football team last year. It hasn't been a great football team in a long time. And so they have not met those expectations. Then you've added some injuries, as Jeff said, especially in the offensive line. And Tyler Van Dyke's been banged up. So all that kind of goes in together. I do think Florida State's exceeded expectations, but not to some great level where that's changed everything. I really think most of it's about um Miami. I think most of it's about, you know, that that hurricane team is nowhere near what people for some reason thought they were going to be, but I don't know if that was ever reasonable in the first place. I think um, you know, they, you know, if Van Dyke is healthy, they're a, they're, a, you know, they're going to be a tough out. They're a good team. They're a good. They're a, a, probably a, an av- above-average probably offense with with Tyler Van Dyke. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. It just hasn't meshed this season for them. And then when you add in the injuries, uh, that kind of explains it.
3: I think it's the press clippings, right? I mean, they've got a guy like Leonard Taylor. They've got James Williams, Tyler Van Dyke. Right. These guys had that sort of heralded status about being potential NFL draft picks. I think that's why the expectations were so high. And they are doing well in recruiting. They're right now They're eighth, uh, according to On 3. Florida State is 17th. You got Mario in year one trying to establish something. Florida State in the middle of a pivotal year three for Mike Norvell. We know just how much this game means to the fans, also these players as well, obviously, Jeff. Who has more, I guess, to lose then in this situation where you've got a first year head coach trying to establish something versus a third year head coach who is really trying to kind of start separating and showing that this program is moving into the the standard that they've been used to and accustomed to?
1: Yeah, Mike has a lot more to lose here. Uh, Obviously, things haven't gone well for Mario Cristobal in year one, but they are succeeding in the recruiting game for now. Uh, And in year one, when you're trying to establish a new way of doing things and obviously get kids to buy into your culture, you're going to have – Uh, bumps in the road every first year coach usually does it doesn't always manifest itself in a bad record depending on what the situation was that the coach coming in inherits but I do think it is normal to see these sort of convoluted fits and stops and starts and all of that at Miami so most people kind of expect that I suppose to varying degrees whereas Mike Norvell now this is a show improved kind of season and so far these two teams we just got them laying bare why they look different well Forest State looks better period. Across the board, Florida State looks like a better football team. Miami's given a lot of evidence that they have uh, myriad problems when you consider a loss to Middle Tennessee State at home, eight turnovers and a bad loss to Duke at home, uh, a, a game against Virginia on the road where they can't score a touchdown and they go to four overtimes just to win 14 to 12. They haven't played well, period, in a very long time. Florida State's played pretty well. Even in the three-game losing streak, there are stretches where Florida State played well. The Noles are heavy favorites for a big reason and an obvious reason. If they go down and lose this game, it's not a good look for Mike Norvell, who I think has turned the corner. We hope has turned the corner. Florida State should win this game. I think he has more to lose in this situation.
3: I feel like both fan bases, Ira, will be over the moon if they're able to win. I think Miami fans will be reinvigorated about what they think Mario can be. I think Florida State fans will feel that much more confident about where Mike Norvell can take them. But if one of these sides loses, obviously, which is going to happen to one of these fan bases, which, which side's got more to lose? Which side's going to be a little bit angrier, you think?
4: I mean, I agree with Jeff 100%. The thing about you know, Miami is they really don't have a whole lot to lose. I mean, you know, again, that first year, and when you look at the recruiting rankings, yeah, Miami's top 10 because they're, this is the class they have to get it done with. This is our first-year coaching staff. Almost all first-year coaching staffs have a great opportunity in recruiting because no matter how you do on the field, you can just tell the recruits quietly, "Hey, look, when we get you guys in here, it's going to be totally different." I don't; I've, these aren't the guys I want. I want to go. I want to get you guys in the next classes, and we're going to turn this thing around. Mike Norvell doesn't have that luxury anymore, and he kind of got shortchanged. Well, he didn't kind of; he really got shortchanged. He should have had this year in twenty twenty. But, of course, the pandemic hit. So they couldn't even go out on the road recruit. They never had that opportunity to build those relationships to, to sell that hope the way most coaches do. So Billy Napier at Florida and Mario Cristobal at Miami, they should have really good recruiting classes this year. This is their shot. A year or two down the road, now they'll have to answer for performance on the field. So Miami, I think it's just found money if they beat Florida State, especially when you add in the injuries uh, and the you know transition year and all that. I, I, the, all the pressure is on Florida State. They have to get this win because they don't, you know, they don't have those excuses to to fall back on in terms of transition and getting their own players in. These are Mike Norvell's players. It's year three. He needs to win this football game.
3: Yeah, that new car smell. It's a it's a real thing when it comes to the world of recruiting. A reminder again, everybody, join us here on game day, 7:30. The game starts for War Chant Game Day, presented by Zaxby's, where we'll have a live watch along with. Jeff Cameron, Tom Lang, and Dominic Robinson will be throwing all sorts of different combinations at you, keeping it multiple, uh, just like this Mike Norvell offense as they continue to climb. Uh, join us live here on YouTube. It's totally free. Hit the thumbs up. Put it on your calendar. Let's start hammering down a little bit closer to the uh, nuts and bolts of this game then, Ira. Let's look at the uh, matchups here. Florida State's offense going up against Miami's defense. Uh, Miami's defense led, anchored on the front line by a guy like Leonard Taylor, who I think is graded over 90 right now in pro football focus. They keep him at a low sort of snap count, 20 to 30 per game. Uh, We'll see if they kind of have to exert a little bit more out of him. James Williams, their safety. uh, I think their second leading tackler. They're banged up right now at the linebacker position. Kevin Steele, the defensive coordinator at Miami, at one point here at Florida State was just talking about just how multiple and how dangerous Florida State is and how they just mask everything from week to week. You won't see the same sort of things. Florida State's going to have to be multiple, keep Miami off their toes. What do you feel best about for Florida State? Will it? Will it come down to their running game having to really set things up and the fact they were able to be successful against a team like Clemson, does that sort of give you confidence that they can run the ball well against Miami?
4: I mean, to a degree. But Miami's defensive front is really good too. I mean, they're number, the, they're number two in the conference in rushing defense. Uh, they give up about 3.4 yards of carry. Uh, they're a carry. They're a good – they're stout up front. And so, uh, you know, for Florida State to run the ball on them, they're going to have to do the things they do against most of these good teams, NC State and LSU and – in Clemson where, you know, there has to be a lot of you know misdirection, the counter stuff, the getting outside, uh, a lot of kind of trick, um, not trickery, but just kind of getting, uh, you know, the, the defense to kind of run one way and, and cut back the other way. Uh, they're not going to be able to just line up and manhandle, obviously, Miami's defensive front. To me, the bigger advantage is going to be in the passing game. Miami's secondary, even though they have guys like James Williams coming back this week, and it, it seems like they're getting back to full speed. That Miami secondary has not been very good this year. And so Florida State's going to have an opportunity, I think, to throw the ball. If Jordan Travis is on point, if these receivers step up, that's the other thing we have to see. The last time this team went on the road in a big game at NC State, the receivers did not step up. They played really well at home. They did not play well in that road game at NC State. They have to come to play because I don't think Florida State's going to be able to just run the ball up and down the field. They're going to have to throw the – now Jordan Travis running will give them a, an added dimension that we haven't seen a lot of lately. I'm sure Jeff was waiting to say that. But but I, the passing game to me is where they're going to have to make some big plays, and those receivers have to grow up because they just didn't show up in the NC State game. Jeff, feels like this offense has reached kind of a level of easy said
3: but harder to do if you're a defense of – you simply just have to be able to kind of get home with four dudes, right, and, and make Jordan's life difficult, just like you would have to do that against Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers in the NFL. And I'm not trying to compare those guys, although I just – You just did. Sorry, <laughs> everybody. Um, how much of a concern is it for you that Miami kind of has pretty good success getting home with just four guys? And we've seen when Jordan's a little bit frazzled, a little bit confused, which most like any quarterback will play a little bit poorly, uh, that's kind of been a reality for Florida State in some of these uh, up-and-down moments offensively.
1: Yeah, I'm not worried at all. I don't think Miami does much well. Uh, And watching a lot of the games this morning and again yesterday – I agree with Ira about the front. They, they they certainly are capable, if you just run standard right at them, of getting stops. Those are big, strong guys that get it, and they can clog up run lanes. But you can run counter against this team. I believe Florida State has proven they can run outside zone against almost anybody. I think they will incorporate Jordan Travis's legs. I think Miami at that point will have to walk a safety up, which they often refuse to do if that's the case and they do walk them up, then they can beat them in the passing game. I think Florida State has options here. One of the reasons I think Florida State has options is that, while I think Miami's front is solid, those linebackers have not been good. They've been injured, and they've been inconsistent, and they do not play with a lot of instinct. I just like this matchup. I mean, the only thing that gives all of us pause is it's a road game, and as Ira pointed out, Some guys haven't stepped up in these road games. They've all kind of taken turns, taken blame here in some of these situations. Even Jordan has had little moments where you're like, "Ah, that doesn't look like him. But the truth is, if all these guys play well, if Florida State is buttoned up, this is my complaint about the Georgia Tech game, if Florida State is buttoned up, they're going to win this game going away. Miami's not good enough, but... Will Florida State play buttoned up? We've seen the red zone mistakes. We've seen the the missed snaps and the opportunities there squandered. If you give Miami a reason to believe at home in a rivalry game because you screw up situations, sure, it could be a game but but i don't believe just matchup wise that miami is in a real good spot here i think they if they were being honest with themselves and i don't think players or coaches would tell you this but their fans might they don't like this matchup florida state's offense is humming as on you are right and it and the only thing that hurts florida state's offense now are self-inflicted wounds right now.
3: I think, you know, for Florida State fans, I I think it probably will be a little bit of a closer game. I know the matchup favors Florida State by a huge margin, but most of it's because it seems like Tyler Van Dyke is probably going to be the starter for Miami on Saturday. Amari Cristobal spoke on Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday. Wednesday said that Van Dyke continues to look better and better each single day. He was asked specifically about that injury. It was a throwing arm injury and says that, you know, everything looks normal. He throws with the same sort of strength that he has. So as we look at Miami's offense against Florida State's defense, uh, Xavier Restrepo, who's their leading receiver, returned last week against Virginia. He's now one more week kind of back in the mix of things. Van Dyke is back. Uh, they think they might have a solution now at their right guard position, which has been a bit of a revolving door. Uh, is, is the Florida State secondary concern at all? Uh, when you look at some of these weapons, a uh, Will Mallory, uh, Ira, uh, for Miami attack, when it comes to the passing attack, or is it just simply... Uh, they've been just too inconsistent that you'll give the benefit of the doubt to uh, Florida State secondary, even if they're kind of trying to figure out themselves who their number two cornerback might be.
4: Well, first of all, I'm still a little skeptical about whether or not Tyler Van Dyke's going to play. I, I know what Mario said. Um, I just, uh, you know, we're, we've been hearing from a lot of people around that program over the last week that he was still in a sling last week. There were a lot of people that cover that team that did not expect him to play. So maybe he's had a miraculous recovery um, and maybe he'll play. Um, but I, I'm still not 100% sold. I just have flashbacks to Jimbo telling people the Christian Ponder was going to play. So we'll see. Um, but but even if he does, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the issue is, and you said they did, they feel like they've got a solution to right guard, but I think it's a freshman, right? Yes. They, yes. They've plugged in there. So – Again, man, I, I really like this matchup of Florida State's defensive front against Miami's offensive front, both in the run game and the pass game. I mean, Florida State's got a huge advantage there. You're getting Fabian Lovett back. He got to play last week. He's full speed. Uh, Jared versus is back to full speed. You've got all these other guys who have been nicked up, Robert Cooper and Malcolm Ray and Jared Jackson, who all seem to be kind of rounding into form now as much as you can uh, during a season. Um, I just like Florida State's chances up front to really mess with whoever it is. And, you know, if we remember last year, now the crowd was a factor as well, but the pass rush was a factor with Tyler Van Dyke in that game last year. So if Florida State dominates the line of scrimmage, I really like their chances. I don't love Florida State's secondary, but Miami's receiving core is kind of pedestrian. Uh, Will Mallory's a nice target at tight end. He's a really nice player, Um, but I don't know that he's going to be a guy that catches 12 passes for 150 yards. So, um, I, you know, I, I like Florida State's, chance. I, I just like Florida State's matchup, their defense against Miami's offense, Miami's offense, you know, they would have to have the game of the season for them, I think, against this defense to, to really throw a scare into FSU defensively. And Ness Cooper's who's been kind of penciling in at their
3: uh, right guard spot. Jeff, you said you like the, the matchup. So I was going to kind of ask you about, you know, to Ira's point about affecting Tyler Van Dyke. Will it come down to a guy like Jared versus being able to win his one on ones and get home and pressure Van Dyke? Or do you just simply feel over the course of 60 minutes? It's just a really a tough ask to think that Miami's going to be able to score enough points, beat Florida State to the number 24 or whatever you have picked out in your head.
1: Yeah, for Miami to win, Van Dyke has to be upright. He has to be healthy. I agree with Ira. I'm not sure he's going to start. We'll see. Uh, Let's see how strong that arm is if he does play. I will say this. Miami's hope is that he has to play. If Garcia plays, this is a beating. Florida State will dominate this game. They may dominate it anyhow. But Miami needs Van Dyke to play in this game, and they need him to be clean. And maybe that happens. I'm not going to bet on it. When I look at Miami's offensive line, I think they can be overwhelmed. Florida State does a good job with these overloads that they've been doing with blitzes. And, you know, against offensive lines that have struggled, you've watched Florida State be able to take advantage of that uh, with pressure. So we'll see if they have to dial up pressure. I would hope that they wouldn't, but we'll see. I Again, I think Florida State has to help Miami win this game. That's the only way I can see Miami winning. If you put it on the ground, you're sloppy, tip pass, pick six, something weird like that. I'm not trying to speak it into being, but I just don't see physically the matchup anywhere on the field that really favors Miami. So I, I, would, I would really think that Miami's in trouble in this game, especially if Van Dyke is not 100%.
3: Once again, your final reminder, everybody, to uh, set your calendars for War Chant Game Day presented by Zaxby's pregame show with Jeff Cameron and Tom Lang starts at 6.30. One hour, plenty enough to get you ready for the Miami-Florida State game, and then starting at 7.30, the watch-along with Dominic Robinson, Tom Lang, and Jeff Cameron in some fabulous, amazing combination to keep you entertained and informed <laughs> during the entire game. And then the postgame show with Tom Lang and Gene Williams uh, will take you deep into the night, reveling a victory, sounds like. Uh, but I want to put words in these guys' mouths. They'll make their predictions here coming up momentarily. But first, let's hear from Gene, Tom, Austin, Corey, the rest of the War Chant crew on what they think will happen on Saturday night down in Miami Gardens.
4: Hey, what's up, everyone? Uh, Rob week, so I know y'all are excited for uh, these picks, but you know I've got Florida State beat Miami. I think it's going to be a little closer game than some people are thinking. I've got MSU winning 30-23, to 23, and I think that's really just more – a positive on Miami side. I'm expecting the Hurricanes to have to play their best game of the season. I just feel like Miami's going to play over their heads in this game. It's by far the most important game on the schedule for them. You know, I think Florida State's going to get out there with a seven-point, ten-point lead in the fourth quarter and hold on. But I expect a close game. I've got Epshu beat, beat Miami, thirty to twenty-three.
0: How does everybody out there feel about burgers? Do you like them? Hamburgers, cheeseburgers, bison burgers. How about a 40-burger? Would you like that? Because that's what I'm calling for this week, a 40-burger. Florida State's going to drop more than 40 points on their rivals at Doak South, Seminole, Hard Rock, Land, Shark, Pro Player, whatever you want to call it. The Knowles offense is going to be ready to go. Miami's defensive front is good. They're lacking in other places, and I think FSU's got something in store for the Canes. They've got to be better in situations, though. So, Independent of Tyler Van Dyke or Jake Garcia, I think the FSU offense sets the pace. If Van Dyke plays, the Noles may need some more points just to pull away. But here it is, your final score, not knowing who Miami's quarterback is going to be, Florida State, 42, Miami, 20. Enjoy your time this week, and let's get together on Warchan TV on Saturday night for Zaxby's Warchan Game Day.
2: The only Warchan member you really care about has arrived. Look, I think it's going to be around what the spread is, seven and a half, eight points for most of the game. I think there'll be a little bit of back and forth, but I think our man Fitzy is going to put it away with a couple of field goals in the fourth quarter. I'm looking at Florida State 30, Miami 17. It obviously matters who plays quarterback for Miami, but Van Dyke, even with him back there, has not been great. That offense has not been great. I think Florida State's defense is good enough. And look, man, I think Florida State's offense is, is playing as if it's one of the best in the country. That should portend to 30-ish points. And if you get to 30 points on this Miami team, you should win and win by multiple scores. And that's what I think is going to happen. Knowles could be bowl eligible. That's 2 That'd be two in a row over the Canes. Everybody be loving Mike Norvell and loving life. So anyway, that's my pick. Florida State 30, Miami 17. Peace.
0: Full disclosure, I don't have the best feeling about Saturday's game against Miami. Look, I get it. On paper, Florida State's a much better team. Miami's been garbage, especially last week at Virginia. That was a that was a humdinger. You know, but let me be honest with you on some things. You know Miami's going to give their best game of the season. That scares me. They're going to do it. It's Florida State. They get up for one game. Florida State's going down there with major shaky kicking issues. I'm not confident in Ryan Fitzgerald. Red zone offense has been problematic. I'm going to assume Tyler Van Dyke's going to play in this game. Assuming he's going to play, you know, I think Florida State can squeak out the win, but I think it may not be as pretty as a lot of FSU fans are expecting. I'm going to go 23-20. Florida State in this one, and hopefully I'm dead wrong. Give it to me in the postgame show if Florida State beats him by two, three scores. Let's hope so. But uh, I think Florida State will eke out the win.
3: All right, gentlemen, I think I know where you guys are going to go, but uh, one final chance to uh, explain yourselves, to give us some good, sound reasoning. I'll start with you, Ira. Uh, Miami, 4-4 and, th- four and four on the season, Florida State 5-3, and three. not one of these epic sort of classic games that we've uh, grown up and loved covering over the years, but probably a really important game for the trajectory of Mike Norvell in this season. Uh, what do you think happens Saturday night between Florida State and Miami? Uh, how do you see him shaking out?
4: You know, I think if, if you're not a, a in tune uh, college football fan, if you're just a casual football fan and you haven't been paying attention my, to Miami week to week, you'd say, "Well, if they're four and four and two and two in the conference, why is FSU favored by eight, seven, eight, or nine points? Why are these guys so confident?" Well, the four wins are against Southern Miss, Bethune Cookman, Virginia, and Virginia Tech, and Virginia and Virginia Tech are the, probably the two west worst teams in the Coastal. They're in the competition for the two worst teams in in, in the conference. So there's a – you know, Miami just hasn't done anything yet. Now, if they win this game, it would be a huge win for them, obviously. And it's, I'm not saying it's not possible, but it's not – you couldn't predict that based on anything we've seen this season. They got blown out at home by Middle Tennessee, by Duke. Um, it's just, you know, there's not a lot to point to other than the U on their helmet. Coach Enshaw in the Henshaws house said, if you didn't see the U on their helmet – you wouldn't even think this would be a game. So uh, I like Florida State to win pretty comfortably. I'm not going to be outlandish with the score because I, I kind of feel like uh, Florida State will you know, play a little bit um, conservatively. I, I just don't think they're going to want to do anything that gives Miami a chance for a cheap score. So I'm going to say 27-13. to I think Miami maybe gets a couple field goals. Maybe they get a, a long return. The one area we didn't really talk about, their special teams, they've, they've had some plays in the return game, and Florida State's given up. Uh, at least a long kickoff return. So so maybe they make a play there, but I'm going to say 27-13 Florida State. All right. Jeff, I feel like um, I went into this thinking about a, a tight
3: back-and-forth contest. I feel like you're about to give me a good shot in the arm That uh, to dream a big dream Saturday night. What do you see unfolding in Miami Gardens at Hard Rock Stadium?
1: If Florida State scores fewer than 30 points, as Ira is predicting here, it is a travesty. <laughs> Uh, I am telling you, their there's, defense isn't. Their defense isn't terrible. There is no reason whatsoever that Florida State doesn't light this defense up. I'm All telling right. you, that's where Florida State's at these days, Ira. You're always trying to convince me of that on seminal headlines, you and Corey. I believe in you guys. I'm going I'm <laughs> to buy in right here. I'm going to tell you right now, Florida State 41, Whoa. Miami 17.
3: Yep. That could happen, man. That it's was
1: a it's a beating in the in, in the wings, guys.
3: I mean I think Mike Norvell really is going to try to seize the, this opportunity to to really make a statement and that would that would be a heck of a statement man. Um but but I I, I hang out with Ira more than you so I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to kind of shade a little closer to Ira's side. I think Miami's going to cover. I think it's going to be 27-20. Um oh. I, I maybe it'll be like you know, maybe it'll be 27-13 they kind of kind of catch down Georgia Tech. Um I don't know, man. I just, I, we've seen this game too many times to right. to really think that it's going to be a, a two, three score sort of margin. So uh, I think, regardless, we'll feel good about Florida State, even if they don't hit that 30 point mark, uh, Jeff. I, I'll take 20. I think everybody watching this will take 27 20. They'll obviously take 41 to uh, 14 or whatever
4: you had, though. For
1: 41
4: seven, 17. 17. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the one thing I'd say, I, look, I I'm pay, I, I, I'm inclined to th- agree with Jeff. But one thing I would say, one thing caveat I would say, and one reason I don't think the score gets too out of hand is because unlike Mike Norvell, who two years ago went down there to Miami and said, I'm going to try to win this game, even if it means playing Jordan Travis at six positions and throwing the ball backwards and all the things he did out of desperation to try to win that game, which led to them getting blown the hell out, I don't Mm -hmm. think Mario's going to do that. I think Mario's going to do everything he can to keep the score as close as possible. So that's why that's a fair he, point. It's a really good
1: point too, by the way, I, I think they might try to shorten the game if they feel like they're outmatched because he doesn't want to get humiliated. I'm with you on that. And then that all that takes is a couple of empty possessions from Florida state. And the next thing, you know, we're in the fourth quarter. It's a 14 point game. We all know that it's not close, but the score. Okay. I can see that. I'll give you that. Other than that, if he try, if Mario tries to win this game and keeps ducking it, buddy, it's going to get ugly.
4: I, I agree with you. I agree with you.
3: That'd be awesome to be up two scores on Miami in the fourth quarter. It's been a yeah. while.
1: Well, get it's ready. It's going to happen as All
3: right. I love it. <laughs> you can hear more from Jeff Cameron, one to three o'clock right here on warchan TV. It's totally free. Or if you're puttering around in the car around Tallahassee, uh, 933 FM one to three o'clock, check out Jeff, uh, check out everything we've got over on our YouTube page. Again, hit the thumbs up. Uh, thanks for watching. Subscribe. Um, we'll have the matchup analysis from Austin Cox, breaking this game down even further. Uh, so you can't miss out on it. And then we'll be down in Miami Gardens. Myself, Ira, Corey, bringing you everything, the blow-by-blow. And then pregame show, Saturday night, 6.30, Jeff and Tom. Watch along, 7.30, Jeff, Tom, Dom. Then the postgame show, Gene and Tom. What do you want, folks? What else do you want from us? We're out here <laughs> grinding for you. We'll be back with another edition of this next week. But in the meantime, enjoy Miami Hate Week. Thanks for watching, everybody. For Ira and Jeff, on am Have a great one. Go Knowles.